Yeah. It's it's, uh, it's even the digger you, the farther you dig into the plausibility of it, it's like it's worse and worse and scarier yeah. and scarier and like, God damn it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we all, all right, know, we've all been going through twenty twenty. We don't want to see what twenty twenty one's gonna turn into. Right. Yeah, let's cross that <laughs> when it gets here, I guess. Fuck. <sighs> Hey, Altaro. What's going on? We got a podcast of Buff and the Blazer. If I was a listener, where would I go to find more? You can check us out on our website, thebuffandtheblazer.com. Drew over there writes an article that goes along with every single episode. You can find all kinds of little extras on the articles, and you can listen to the podcast right there. Also, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And, of course, we're on Twitter, at Buff and Blazer. Follow us there. Get those clicks, people. The Buff and the Blazer. Welcome to the Buff and the Blazer, episode 40. My name is Drew, and as always, I'm here with the awesome Mr. El Tato. What's going on, dude? What's going on, man? Nothing? Yeah. Starting to feel like fall a little bit where I'm at? Yeah. Fires are starting to die down a little bit. Yeah. At least we can breathe outside. Yeah. But they're uh, coming back. It's going to get windy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lots of fun stuff headed our way. We got a little film to talk about this week. I think it's, uh, it's an interesting one. We're going to be discussing... Antebellum for our 40th episode directed by Jared Bush, Gerard Bush, sorry, Christopher Renz and starring the awesome Janelle Monet in this role, I have to say. It's a heavy heavy bag to carry. There's this, a lot going on. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot going on in this movie and let's not waste any time. What did you think about Antebellum? So it was uh I got to preface everything for s- and say like I, what I was expecting was a really epic psychological horror movie, like in the vein of Get Out. I haven't seen Get Out, but the hype that I've heard from it from basically everyone I've talked to, right. So, so I was expecting something along those lines, and it kind of goes that route. But it also like kind of dips its foot into like the current political social climate drama kind of bucket. Sure. And it's a pretty hard watch just from like a like a brutality and a racism standpoint. And it's it's really good from a technical standpoint, like all the the film work and like the cinematography and the shots and stuff are all really good. And the acting is really good. But it kind of like left me hanging a little bit on the overall kind of come together of everything. Okay. Both on a psychological side and on a message side. Yeah. And just a little bit a little bit conflicted, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'll ask you a little bit about that once we get into kind of the structure of this. Like we won't give any plot details away. Yeah, this will be a um, no spoilers episode because it's like kind of a twist. There's a big twist in the movie and you can't yeah. really talk about that and people and not give it away, right? 
Right, right, right. I think we'll we'll try and do a little bit of like a general structure thing, and I'll ask you some questions about that. What about you? What's your overall? So, when I first watched it, I really thought it was effective because made me I feel like in, shit in terms of like effective. Yeah, sure. Uh, it, I mean, and it is it is very difficult to watch at moments. It's um, yeah. It could make you pretty angry, actually. And I kind of view it, if, if you can view it strictly as a horror film, I think this movie works a little bit better than if you take it as a film that is specifically made to just tell a message. Okay. And I see that the way it's set up, though, you're almost like you have no choice but to look at it that way. Yeah. Because it's very topical. Yeah, some of the imagery is speaking like literally to this year in politics, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So in that sense, I can understand a lot of the the criticism that the movie's getting. But I do think it has some elements within the horror genre that make it interesting if, we're tr- if we look at it through a lens of strictly a horror film. Okay. And I, I'm, I'm working on the article right now, but th- I do kind of... I, I think it's in a vein in terms of, of horror similar to Midsummer, in that what you're, you're getting, at least visually and topically, is not necessarily what the film turns out to be at the end with its twist. So like Midsummer, it's, it's in a similar vein, but of course the, the themes in this film are much different and complex because they're also historical. So it's yeah, it's it's kind of a a complicated one, I think. So <laughs> yeah, that's that's a easy way <laughs> to put it. Complicated. Yeah, I don't really know exactly where I fall in terms of. I I definitely don't love it, but I don't hate it either. Because I think it has a place, but we'll we'll get into that a little bit. I'm kind of right there with you. Like yeah, from a you know, brutal horror movie violence type of standpoint, it hits all the check boxes, right? Yeah. Let's, did you, okay, let's talk a little bit about before we went in to watch it. Were you aware of anything in terms of what this movie was about or did you watch any of the trailers going into this? No, I knew Jordan Peele was attached to it in some way or another. Okay. Even though I haven't seen any of his, uh, masterpiece horror movies i hear they're epic and so i was just like all right well this is the newest one good way to kick it off but i know he didn't direct it or anything right he was just a no he was a producer of this one yeah um which is i mean it was hyped up quite a bit because you had him attached well that's that's the thing right monet too it could be kind of work against it to attach his name to it because that's what people were expecting people like me who hadn't even I haven't even seen his other ones. I just hear how great they are. Yeah, like Get Out is intense and it's awesome. So like you, I I mean, I was drawn to it strictly because of Jordan Peele. So I hadn't watched the trailer going into the film. I had a kind of an idea of what the film might be about. So initially I thought that this film (laughs) crazily had something to do with like almost like a psychological time travel kind of deal yeah, where like someone yeah. is experiencing events that happened in the past 
but is living in the present and some kind of like, I don't know if it's a supernatural element or if it's like, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I, totally. I kind of had that sense. Me too. So once the film Especially ended, at the end of the first act, right? Like we could, talk, right. we could talk around it. At the end of the first act, everything changes, right? Yeah, so for sure. When that happened, I thought things were going to get weirder. Yeah. And they really didn't, right? They kind of no. almost like simplified after that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And in fact, it simplifies so much that you're like, oh, it, that's what they were trying to do. And it's depressing <laughs> at how much it simplifies. Right. Because it, it, it dips way farther into the drama and the social message Yeah, with the whole twist of the movie. And then that kind of brings you back into this you know, year that we're all living in that's crazy and getting crazier. And that's like not really a want to place... I want to get thrust into yeah, watching yeah, yeah. a movie, I guess. Yeah, and I understand that's where like the heavy aspect of this movie comes yeah. into play. But I will say I watched the trailer after I saw the film, and I wonder if my expectations would have been better off had I done that. Okay. Because when you watch the trailer, it sets it up like, I'd say 70% of the trailer is all imagery from the modern present day. Oh. So doing that and then the way like the titles come in and t give you a little bit of like a, a snippet of what it's about it's almost like they give you the plot of the film in the trailer okay so that was interesting because i was expecting something a little bit different now another thing i'll say about this film is that you can almost view it because the way it's set up you can almost view it as two separate films yeah so the first half almost plays like this semi-historical dramatic film, like intense drama. The, the second half is where I think the horror element starts to pick up more. And I think because they decided to do that, that's why you have this confusion of what is this movie and what is it really trying to say? Because the second half of the film... That's the part where I thought, oh, this is kind of clever because strictly in terms of horror, that's an interesting story. Like the way where they are, yeah. where that place is and what their overall goal is, that's interesting in the genre of horror. But the, the first half of the film, I thought I was watching like a historical drama, like 10 Years a Slave or something. Yeah. And... While I think it's clever, it might be a clever way of trying to package a message that's topical. I think that's where the problem is that a lot of people have about this film, is that you should go one way or the other and try not to confuse your message in this like mixing of a horror film and drama. Okay. Because the themes are really heavy. Super heavy, man. And that leads me to like my last question, which I wonder if I should just ask you this now, but taking what I said into consideration, does a film with these kind of topics, like these historical topics, do they have a place in the horror genre? Like, should that oh. even be messed with in the horror genre? Oh, <laughs> I didn't even think of that. Yeah. So what you're saying is like, it shouldn't, the messages shouldn't be conflated like 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 a horror movie should be strictly horror and and historical dramas should be the message builders. Yeah, so basically it's like 
this content is already horrific yeah. and awful on by itself, like yeah. on its own. Yeah. Do we need to turn it into a horror film? Does it have a place in the horror genre? Is that necessary? Uh, is that the right thing to do? Ah, uh, okay, like a touchy subject kind of. Yeah. Thing. Okay. And I'm not necessarily answering that question in this article I'm working on. I'm I'm taking it more from a standpoint of if you're looking at it strictly as a horror film, it works on that level, but should this even be part of the horror genre to begin with? Uh, <laughs> I got you. No, they, they, like it's it's got its foot in two different genres. Yeah. And uh, that's difficult. Yeah. That's really difficult to pull off. So that's that's what I kind of came away after the film thinking is like, yeah, okay, okay, I don't so hate it. Hold on, I, don't I thought love of it, a, but I don't. Yeah, I thought of a ahead. good analogy here. So you said it was kind of like Midsummer in that, right? That movie is a horror movie. It's a horror movie, yeah. You know, and what's the what's the message of that movie if there is one? Like we should hate Scandinavian pagan folk. Exactly. You, you yeah. know what I mean. So it's right. like the the overall message is still just like a crazy horror story. It, it doesn't carry this, this much larger kind of yeah pick a side type of thing. I don't right. know. I don't know if it's pick a side, but like just so much baggage that this country has so much. Well, it definitely asks the question. Like you said, it asks the question, this, these are their customs. This is what they do. Should we hate them because they did this? And this movie is like these are the customs. This is what they did, and yeah, absolutely, and it's, the same thing. it's hate to be hated, you know. Yeah, and 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 one hundred percent, you know. But right. yeah, I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's tough. It makes you uncomfortable, and that's that's the yeah. point of all this shit, right? To make you right. uncomfortable. But and we don't have to like open up a bag of worms here. These are nah. just kind of observations I had. Yeah, and we have to kind of fill here a bit because we can't just run through the movie and give away right. the story and stuff so yeah but i i yeah i get what you're saying i think as a horror movie it does work much better but it like cuts kind of like irresistible kind of cut really deep from like a political thing like it it slaps you in the face with how ridiculous things are this movie kind of yeah. does the same thing too right and you don't want to be giving people ideas half. right like that's exactly it. you don't want to be giving some fucking giant group of people ideas yeah well see that's the thing like that's why (laughs) that's why the second half of the film i was like all right this works awesome as a horror film because this whole scenario is ridiculous and would never happen but then you sit back and you're like it couldn't happen right yeah exactly right that's the that's the slap in the face it's like well that maybe maybe that's not as far-fetched right i don't know yeah so that's where my confusion kind of comes from it's like it's really ugly, dude. It's like it shows. Yeah. It's like every. It shows the all Americans, especially just like the mirror, the ugly mirror of your nation's past and how close it is. You know, in the mirror or in yeah. the rear view, or if it's it's not. That's kind of the message, and that's kind of like a slap in the face. Right, and I, I guess what I'll say too, like a bit is depressing, that, right? A, a depressing yeah. message. But see, I think that's also what makes this film kind of clever in a sense, is that it takes one location, one event going on, and it's able to do it in a way that gives, like, two different stories. 
So it gives you kind of that glimpse of the past while also giving you a glimpse into the be careful, like, because the, maybe this isn't as far-fetched as it seems, and it all happens within the same event. Ah, that's and pretty that's, clever, actually, that you... Yeah. Yeah? I'm it's with all you referencing, on that. It's all referencing a singular event, place, and time. And it's it's not this weird, like, back and forth between time periods or whatnot. And that's as much as I'll say, but that's, that's where I feel like this film is in a sense, very clever. It is. It is as, and it isn't right. Yeah. You know, I wonder, it's kind of, it's really hard to, to just drill into it without giving anything away. Yeah, I know. But I know. like, I wonder if there's a lot of rewatch cause I did catch quite a few things in the first act that I yeah. noticed as being off and they're thinking back, they're dead giveaways now. Yeah, right. Like even visually with some of the the things going on in the first half of the film, I just felt like there's something off about this place. Like it it seems like it's trying to tell me something, but I don't feel it's authentic. Yeah, <laughs> totally. And that's on purpose, right? So it's right. it's a bit of a slow roll. Yeah. In that, but you're kind of like clued in the whole the whole, you know, first 30 minutes of the movie, 40 right. minutes or whatever it is. You're clued in that something ain't right. Yeah. And like I said, if you watch the trailer before you see the film, I think that's a little more obvious. Okay. But you definitely can feel it going in blind. Yeah. There, there's something about that first half that just, it seems off. I got a question for you. Yeah. Having a movie, because we did a movie last week that was just chock full of clues the whole sure. time. This movie is like that as well. But it's it's also bracketed by like brutal violence and racism that you have to watch and witness. Yeah. Do you think that takes away from like the figured out puzzle vibe, like the the sheer kind of uncomfortableness that it makes you witness and watch? Do you think it um, takes away from like paying attention to the details? Yeah. Because I was like straight cringing in a lot of this movie. Yeah, me too. Like I said, that that's where, for me, I, I really compartmentalize this film as two halves when I watch it. So, like, that first half is really hard to watch. Yeah. And, and there are little pieces in there that feel off, and I think I get that vibe through some of the characters, like, particularly through some of the antagonists. Okay. But then the second half, yeah, that's where I started to, to really try and pay attention because... Once the second half kicks in, you realize that the film's going in a direction you didn't think it was going. But so you, you, you realize that fairly quickly, though, right? It yeah, doesn't yeah, take yeah. a long time to really figure out where it's going. Because I knew right. right away yeah. when, the, when shit starts coming together in the, in the present, I guess we'll put it that way. Yeah. Because I knew right away. I was like, oh, shit. That's yeah. kind of scary. <laughs> right. And and it kind of goes back to what I said, where where does this film, uh, does a film like this with these kind of themes, does it belong in the horror genre? Yeah. Because I would almost say that maybe we shouldn't be, even though like this stuff is very relevant still today, and we've it's too relevant, man. Yeah, it's too relevant, and these are themes that have been dealt with over and over and, and are still worth being dealt with on film. 
I wonder if the horror element takes away from mm. giving another take on that mm. important story and important like moment in history. But see, at the same time, it's interesting as a horror film for me. Like that second half, because like I said, it is something that's kind of bonkers, but... But it's not that far-fetched. It's not that far-fetched. Yeah. But yeah, going back to your question, for me anyway, it, it didn't take away from trying to pick up on some okay. of the details of it all. Cool. Yeah, I don't, I don't really know how much else we can say like without yeah, going into anything. We've <laughs> we've uh we've talked around the story for 15 20 yeah. minutes. Let's just go into characters. Sure, sure. Cuz that's where um, it's pretty awesome actually. Yeah, like in terms of a of a film and an art I think this movie's awesome. Yeah, totally. I'm with you there. Janelle Monet who plays the lead character in the whole thing. She is awesome. She plays Eden and Eden slash Veronica. Yeah. And her performance is like, oh, it's so layered because she, she in a sense has to play two different characters. Totally. And the first character that we see in the first half of the film, she's her performance is so authentic and you feel the struggle and pain. Yeah. that she exhibits. But then the second half of the film, I love the character she plays there. She plays someone that's like incredibly strong and is a fighter. But I mean, it's related to her character in the beginning because it's all the same kind of person in a <laughs> sense without trying to give it away. So I like that we were able to see a range from her. We get to see like a range of emotions and the range of her acting abilities. And I hope she gets cast in a lot more roles because she did such a good job. I was really, really impressed at how believable everything was. Yeah. And how much pain is coming across on the screen. Right. With her character. And... To be honest, there wasn't one one character in the entire movie that I didn't believe. No. Like, there are so many characters in this film. Even if they had, what, like two lines? Yeah. They were just so well-directed, and they're, they're really good actors. It's a great group of, of, of actors in this film. Who's, who stood out for you besides Janelle Monet? Oh, man. So I really liked uh, Kiersey Clemens as Julia. Okay. I liked when we get introduced to her and just her intensity that, that she brings to that role. I really liked um, Gabri Sidibe, who plays Don. Yeah. She's she a nice a, kind of like a pick-me-up, a lighthearted yeah, pick-me-up in the movie. As like Veronica's friend in the film, she is she was hilarious. And she brought a, lev a level of, yeah, humor that I think was needed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> I don't know how you insert humor into this kind of subject matter, but yeah, she was like a breath of fresh air. And then I really liked um, Jack Houston as Captain Jasper. Dude, he was so evil, dude. Yeah. like I was going to say, all the villains mm -hmm. in this, so Jenna Malone, she plays Elizabeth. And, she uh, was like the creepiest character. Oh, dude, for me. she was so creepy. Yeah, like she was probably the most sinister out of all yeah. the antagonists in the whole film for me. Totally, all, <laughs> all of the villains are so spot on and so like dislikable. Yeah, 
I don't know, just such a good job. And then one other character I will give a shout out to, one other actor is uh, Robert Arameo, who plays Daniel. Okay. And you remember him yeah, in the film? Yeah, yeah, I do. There's that not a lot another, of characters in the movie. Yeah, that was another performance that I was like, oh, shit. Okay, he's taking this to another level. Because you get kind of a surface introduction on into what he's all about, and you're thinking like, oh, maybe he's this way. But then it turns out, now he's totally different. Yeah, yeah, The the... All the villains are so hateable. <laughs> they did such a good job of playing it. And there's a there's a scene between uh, Captain Jasper and Eli. Yes. How do you say his name? Tungai Charissa? Tungai, yeah. Carissa? Charissa? Dude, the scene where they have their stare down is like yeah. so fucking heavy. And you like... That's at a point in the movie where you you've basically kind of figured out what's going on, right? Right, and uh, it's just so heavy. You can like feel all of the tension between them. Yeah, and it goes on for a really long time, right? It's like what a minute right. and a half, two minutes of stare down face to face. Yeah, it's brutal. Yeah, they're like the representations of opposite ends of the spectrum right. in this film. I think, yeah. and. Uh, Man, I just can't say enough about this cast. Everyone is so, so good. Was there anyone else that stuck out to you? I mean, the little girl was oh. was pretty creepy. Arabella <laughs> Landrum. Yeah. She was pretty creepy. We see creepy. her in the trailer, too. And the doll that she's... Did you notice the doll that she's yes. dragging around? And dragging around. Horrific mm-hmm. that is. Yeah. And... Uh, yeah, Jenna Malone stood out for me. Like we mentioned it again, but she is so fucking evil in this movie. Yeah, and so it's so spot on. Yep. Yeah, I was the most. Uh, ugh, yeah, I was the most creeped out by her character. Yeah. Really, really creepy. And the whole situation, kind of is really creepy, yes. right? Yeah. That's why I I'll go back to my comment again where. Once you figure out what's going on in the second half of the film, you're like, whoa, this is nuts. Yeah. And that's kind of the same feeling I got when I was watching Midsummer. Yeah, okay, where yeah. You, you're just like, wow, this is extremely nuts. Yeah, and, and this movie doesn't have any of the, the super weird gore factor. Like, it is fairly gory a little bit, but yeah, the the strange like sadistic things in midsummer like Mm -hmm. the you know wearing other dudes faces and and the weird banging ceremonies it's not weird in that sense it's weird because it like it clicks in your mind when everything gets revealed like holy shit this is this could totally happen yeah yeah it's uh there's a lot of creep factor going on all over the place in this movie yeah well, just the setting too. And where uh, I I want to say though, but like uh, Eric Lange, he plays a pretty evil character. He's a senator, uh-huh. right? Right. Yeah. Yes. And even uh, little things like that are just like, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's messy, man. Yeah, it's pretty messy. It's messy, and it's too close. 
I think every U.S. congressman needs a GPS implant. <laughs> <laughs> that needs to be written into the Constitution. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, yeah, really creepy. Well, you just think about, like, the giant chunks of property around that part of the country that oh, I've man. never been to, by the way. Besides, you hear like, stories Florida. about this all the time, like backwoods, yeah, just that's shenanigans why it's like, going oh on. Oh, my God, that could totally be fucking real. What's even more disturbing, though, is that in front of this whole thing is something completely legitimate, like, that you see back there. Yeah. These, you know, these, like, battlegrounds that have reenactments and things like that. That's what's terrifying. Yeah. Like, I don't know if they alluded to it in the film, but it almost seems as if there may have been, like, tourists walking around. And maybe not aware of what was actually going on. <laughs> That's a property thing, right? Yeah, I don't know. There's probably like the 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 premise is there's like a big park set up. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. It's a park with probably you know tens of square miles or however big it is. Yeah. And you think about how big the the plantation is in this movie. Right. And it's like what? A couple hundred mm-hmm. acres, maybe. Probably, yeah. And it's like... Pretty big. Think about how much land some people in this country own, right? Yeah. The Doesn't other thing Ted I was Turner thinking, own like a strip of land from Canada to Mexico so he can ride his horse from border to border? I've heard that story before. Really? Like if you just think of something like that and then put it in the context of this movie, like that motherfucker owns a route across the country. <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of crazy. It's, it's scary, dude. It's really <laughs> fucking scary is what it is. Yeah, that's that's really creepy. The, the other thing I was thinking of that you made me remember is uh, I was just sitting there after the film going, really, this just, the satellite imagery missed this, <laughs> this uh, whole place? No one yeah. was like, that looks peculiar. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, satellite imagery's picking up people doing horrible shit all over the planet right now and not doing anything about it. Yeah, so, you're right. Yeah. It's it's, it's uh, even the digger the farther you dig into the plausibility of it, it's like it's worse and worse and scarier yeah. and scarier and like god damn it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we all, all right, know, look, we've all been going through 2020. We don't want to see what 2021's going to turn into. Right. Yeah, let's cross that. <laughs> When it gets here, I guess. Fuck. <sighs> all right, let's talk about. So, all in all, the casting and the acting is so spot on and fantastic. So good. Yeah, fantastic. But the uh, really sexy part of the movie, mm, I yes. think. Let's get into it. All right, cinematography. Yeah. I really love how this movie opens. Uh, I'm. Just gonna say that, dude. <laughs> I think it's an eye catcher. Uh, the way it's shot, I don't care if they're trying to hide like little cuts here and there, but it's it's essentially one massive shot that allows you to get your bearing and see what what's going on. And, and it's horrific. It's horrific. Yeah, yeah. This is where that horror element comes in, though. Yeah. And I think it does it well. We talk a lot about how. In films, a lot of times when you have these slow zoom-ins and trucking shots, 
they can be awkward at times, but in this kind of film, I think they're very effective because they heighten that sense of uh, suspense. And I think, I mean, aside from just the fact that everything, most of the film, what's depicted in the film is horrific and dreadful, there's also that underlying theme of dread that creeps its way into the cinematography, into the score, that underlines everything going on. And you, you really feel uncomfortable the whole time. It makes you so uncomfortable. Like the, yeah. the way that the camera kind of just almost like forces you to look at everything in yeah. that whole opening shot mm-hmm. makes you so uncomfortable and just really sets the tone right away. Yeah, and it's almost like the camera gives you a hint. Like the way that it frames things and the way that it it slowly reveals things it's almost like don't get too caught up because it's not as it seems it's like a weird kind of hint and i think it it adds a little bit to that like some of the clues in the film but yeah i i love the cinematography of this movie and even in the second half like when you're in the hotel okay and you get some of those those shots that are framed uh, that zoom in slowly and then you can see like pictures hung in the back in the background of some of the characters. Yeah. And because the moves are, are the same as those that you see in the first half of the film, it causes you to be like, Oh, these may be related. Like this is related somehow. Yeah. Because the camera's telling me that it is. And we see some of the same imagery. So that was just, I mean, clever cinematography and planning. Yeah, they weren't hidden. They weren't necessarily hidden clues, right? No, they were. They were shown to you throughout the movie. Yeah, yeah. But there was a shot in two SUVs that mm-hmm. was like my favorite shot in the whole movie. Which one are you talking about? I don't want to give it away, man. Like, okay. It's uh, it's oh. a it's a really cool in a car, out of the car, into another car, and yes, then back yeah, into okay. the same I know what car you're talking shot. About. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, that was really cool. Like in the in the downtown of the city with the the car turning right onto the other. Yeah. Like I love that shot so much. Yeah, it's a great way of just saying like, how fucked up is this? <laughs> yeah, well, that's another thing. That's like yeah. another like kick in the modern nuts, right? For us, right? Yeah, make people think twice about just any Ubers they're gonna take. <laughs> Yeah, if anything, this film teaches you don't go outside. <laughs> it's bad out there. <laughs> it's bad out there this yeah. year. Stay home. Stay inside. Oh man. What I'm about you? Think- like from like a technical standpoint, like we've like established the opening shot was really good, mm-hmm. and I like that shot a lot. Is there any other ones that stand out? Because I have like a couple more that I really like too. Not so much for me shot sequences, but um. More so like uh, the way some of the, some shots were framed. So there's um, oh there's some really like horrific imagery in the beginning, but the way that it's framed, um, I'll just say that it's it's a scene where we see a structure on fire, and the way the camera frames some of that stuff is um, it's like it's chilling and grotesque, but there's there's like a beauty to it too. It's it's awful in like the best <laughs> sense. Yeah, it's like a very it's so effective, very Tarantino kind of yeah feel that's to a good, the violence at the end of the movie. Yeah, and that's a good way of putting it. Stuff. 
Mm-hmm. That yeah, that's a great comparison. What about you? What were some of the other ones that you had in mind? There's like a big uh, like uh, perspective twist shot that they do of her in the bed at one point. Oh yeah, that I liked a lot. Yeah, that was a good one. And and like and I was gonna say also some of the the furnace action mm-hmm. at the end of the movie was pretty epic. Yeah, I liked. I really liked that part of the resolution, mm-hmm. but I didn't like too much after it. Right. Okay, yeah. Without giving anything away. Yeah. The very, very resolution. Yeah. The the last part was like really kind of intense. Yeah. Yeah. And it too was... much slow mo since we're talking about that. Too much mm-hmm. sl- slow mo at the culmination. Yeah, that's fair. Um I'll say another thing I like too was um I like the color play of the different times of day that were photographed in this movie. Mm. Like the day shots, the daytime shots had a really beautiful kind of spring pastel vibe going on with the color palette. And then I loved when things would shift to night and it's all kind of lantern lit. and Yeah, that really orange kind of Mm -hmm. firelight. Yeah. And then even like some of the stuff at, at dusk, it's... Yeah, I just love the colors going on in this movie. It's it's really well shot. Everything kind of melds well together. Yeah, it felt like a super advanced, like super high-tech shoot. Like all the shots felt really put together. Yeah. And like really yeah, well sure. planned, you know, especially that first shot. Yeah, for sure. It was Absolutely. Good. And uh, I guess with some of the effects, there's a little bit of gore in it but it's like kind of dark so you don't see too much yeah and i i think the stuff that you don't see oftentimes is even worse okay yeah um there's something even even more brutal about that and i think this film plays into that a bit so yeah i I don't feel like they they went overboard on gore just for the sake of of showing gore i think it was still effective yeah, it was almost like they laid off the gore a little bit and went way yeah. heavier on the emotional right. pain. Yeah. Because that's just hard to watch, too. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> Going back to horror, I thought, now that we shift into score, I really like the score of this movie. Um, when I'm thinking about it as a horror film, there's something like dreadful and chilling about the sounds of the music that underlines everything going on visually. It it just makes you feel even more uncomfortable, especially in the beginning. Yeah. There was something uh, like really weird and dreadful about that score. Yeah, it's like kind of this like upbeat. It's like unsettling, right? Yeah. It The score generally hit for most of the movie for me pretty well. Yeah. And there was just a few parts where I felt it was a little too loud and one being the end, yeah. ending too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Big, the be- the score at the beginning of like the big climax of the movie I thought was really good, mm-hmm. and then at the end of it it went kind of down the lane of super triumph yeah, music and, and long slow mo and I was like mm-hmm. ah, that's not the best think about uh, I don't want to give anything away never mind <laughs> <laughs> no I'm totally with you there though yeah I'm almost like I don't know if we should be doing this <laughs> but yeah everything before that moment is really well done and it's meant to unsettle you and I think it totally accomplishes that. Yeah, it fits and it, it 
it puts you on edge right away. And it was quiet in the moments that it needed to be quiet. For sure. Like I in think. the kind of, you know, the middle sections of the movie, there was a lot of just really deep, not a lot going on. There was like drums here and there and like really mm-hmm. spaced out kind of stuff. And it was good. One thing I'll say, too, that I liked um, before we move on is uh, in the beginning sequence of the film, I liked that all you had was score. There was no audio. There was no dialogue even when characters' mouths were moving. Mm-hmm. And then it you almost like morph into it where it just becomes dialogue. Yeah. And then the music fades out. And then it's like you get thrown into the world. That was really cool. And I, that was effective. Yeah, I agree with you there. Because mm-hmm. you're trying to get a sense of what's going on during that yeah. whole scene. And, it, and you see people talking, but you can't hear what they're saying. So it kind of like right. tricks you a little bit. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, for I, sure. I usually shit on scores, but only one, only really one spot it didn't hit for me in the whole movie. Yeah, and I'm with you there, too. All right. I, I feel the same. All right, I think this is going to be the most complex part of this. <laughs> okay. All right, love hates. Let's go with you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think my favorite part was how everything was shot. Yeah, I think okay. my most love was how everything was shot. There were so many cool shots in the movie and like it kind of mixes between time periods, I guess, but not really. So it has mm-hmm. this really cool kind of historical vibe and then like a really modern vibe and all the shots in both of them are really cool. Yeah. That's what I love about the movie the most. Okay, cool. And what I hated about it was the kind of like gut check it is. Yeah. <laughs> For the time and the country we live in. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure it's... Uh, don't be giving people ideas. I don't think it's productive. Yeah, it's almost <laughs> like it's... At times you feel it's just way too on the nose. Yeah. Yeah. I get you. I don't know. But I'm with it. It just makes... It's, it's tough. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, it's not a popcorn flick. That's for sure. Yeah, it's not a... Makes you feel like shit, to be honest. Yeah, it does. Uh. What about you, man? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about what I loved. I loved the acting. The acting is great in this movie. Yeah. But I, I think I'm with you, too. I really like the way that this film is photographed. It's, uh, it's beautifully well made in that sense. Yeah, all the technical aspects, the cinematography, the sound design that we talked a little bit about, that was awesome. And that all tied into or tied with the score definitely gives you a sense of horror on top of just all of the the blatant horrific imagery that you see. And I will say too like although at times this film seems like it doesn't know what it wants to be the fact that it's able to tell two different stories while taking place during the same time at the same setting and location. I thought that's, that was clever. Yeah. And so I will say I, I kind of, I kind of like that for this movie. Yeah. It's pretty well, it's pretty well put together. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's it's clever in that sense. It's it's they thought a little bit of of how they wanted to construct a story 
and not do it so much in terms of an ABC narrative. So I appreciated that. And then my hates, <laughs> I guess in a sense, that's also where the film falls flat. It's like you can do better by sticking to one side or the other. Like you can be the historical drama narrative with the great performances, but you can also succeed if you go full horror and stick to the horror. And again, I'll, I'll ask like, does it have a place though in that genre? And that's where I'm not a hundred percent sure. And I don't have an answer for it. So like, I guess much less of a hate, but more of an observation and a confusion. Yeah. (laughs) Totally fair. Yeah. Totally that's, fair. That's the best way I can put it. I don't know. Yeah, it like puts <laughs> you in a place. It puts you in a weird place as the viewer. Sure. Yeah. It makes you think, though. Yeah. It causes you to think. So. What are you going to rank it? Okay, I've been bouncing back and forth on this the whole time. And, like, I want to give it in between a two and a half and a three. Oh, really? Yeah. That's okay. So, like... I'll just I'll kind of cop out and say I'll give it a two point seven five. Oh like, man, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's just like I understand maybe what they were trying to do, but if I can put my horror genre hat on, the second half of the film, I I kind of liked the twist in the second half of the film. So I'll give it like a two point seven five. Okay, that's way lower than I was gonna go, man. Really? Yeah. That's that's okay. in, that's interesting. I'm giving it four. Okay, wow. Because I'm I've been trying I've been thinking about my ranking systems over the past few weeks and I'm trying to like hit on points and yeah. this movie kind of like hits all of them. Okay. The acting's really good. The plot twist even though it gets revealed to you and you kind of get it right away, it is clever as you say. Yeah. And the shooting and and like the shooting was great, I thought. And the only thing yeah. it really kind of fell short for me was, like, the kick in the nuts contemporary thing. Okay, yeah. The being an American in 2020, kick in the nuts. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. the part that really <laughs> knocked it down. So I'm going to give it four bong loads. Yeah. Like, for I, me, I'm I almost like... I think it was really well made all the way around, but... yeah. It's just like a kick in the nuts. <laughs> yeah. And like, I guess my thought process behind the 2.75 is that I could give it like square in the middle because I think its strength is also its weakness. Ah. So that's where it's kind of like, I give it a little bit more than the half because I think it has more working for it than, than more working against it. But the elements that work against it are fair. And they're, like, kind of important. So <laughs> that's yeah. where I'm kind of torn. So I give it a 2.75 saying that I think the score that it has, like, right now on Rotten Tomatoes, in addition to the, the, the audience score, is a little bit low. I think it's much better than that, just from, like, I almost feel like uh, a lot of the critics on the tomato meter are, are strictly going from an emotional standpoint right because the movie kind of like makes you feel like shit Mm -hmm. and i'm just coming from a much more like category yeah standpoint on my ranking system like because 
it's beautiful, man. Like, yeah. If you and it's not to say that there weren't critics that that didn't like it. Yeah. Like there were there were critics that liked it. It's just the ones that didn't like it far outweigh them. Yeah, and that's because the you know you dip the t- the movie is in t- like we discussed two both two buckets. You know the drama yeah. and the horror. Yeah. And it's a it's a rough watch. That 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 get, do you would you recommend it to people? Hmm. <laughs> that's an interesting question. If you're <laughs> if you're a fan of horror films, I think there's something you can get out of this. If you're looking to watch this film because you're trying to find a very like well put together, intentioned, meaningful film, I don't think this is the movie for you. Because you're just going to watch it and be like, well, this movie's kind of like it's hollow because it's like this horror film that's not taking this stuff seriously. And I don't think I, I think that's some of the criticism that's out there. But when you look at it strictly as a horror film, I think that's when you can kind of go, get past that argument a little bit. Okay. So I, I would say, yeah, I, I would generally recommend it. I don't know if I'd maybe recommend people go out and pay 20 bucks to watch it. Cause that's the, yeah, I, I paid 20 was bucks for. for it. And that's what, that was going to be my deal. Like it's worth yeah. a watch if you're in, if you're into this type of, yeah, movie, but it's heavy as fuck, and it's mm-hmm. it's a brute. You see some really brutal, brutal, brutal racism in the movie. Yeah, it slaps you in the face, and it's it sucks. But I mean, yeah, the performances are great, and the technical filmmaking exactly. is awesome. So yeah. if you like, I mean, if you like a movie that's well put together in terms of that stuff, this one won't disappoint you. Yeah, and it does kind of. It's kicking the nuts. It's like a really kind of well-made movie, bad timing, maybe. Yeah, it's... <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's like, is it fanning flames or putting them out, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's... <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you can make an argument for both. Yeah. That's the thing. But you could... I would wait to watch it until it's free. Don't spend 20 bucks on it. Yeah. Unless you want to. Thank yeah, and if you like Janelle Monet, I mean... She's great, yeah. like She's awesome. I'll say this. It's worth the money if you... Like, from the performances and, and the filmmaking standpoint, it's worth the 20 bucks. Yeah, From okay. a visual kind of medium. But the story kind of kicks you in the nuts. Makes you feel like <laughs> <Yeah>. shit. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is the most unsure of a film I've ever felt. Mm-hmm. I think it has more going for it than not. Yeah, well, we navigated that maze, I guess. Uh, I don't know if we got out of the... <laughs> no. <laughs> Maybe we're a little closer to the other side. I don't know. Probably not. Uh, yeah, but these ones are... I think they're worth discussing. They're fun. Yeah, for sure. So, that's all I got. That's all I got, man. What about you? you all good? good, dude. All, all good. right. Well... That's been episode 40, and we just talked up Antebellum, and we hope everyone has a good week. We will catch you on the next episode of The Buff and the Blazer. Peace.